Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here, and another episode of Scale Up Your Business for another week. And today, we are going to talk about all things prospecting and all things podcasting, kind of in that order. So it's how do you prospect using a podcast? Or to be really honest, it could be any sort of media platform of choice, but it's really about how do you build your personal brands and how do you you know take control, if you like, of your branding and marketing through the power of podcasting. So joining me today on this conversation, this interview, is Hernan Sias. Now, he has an amazing podcast in the US. It's called The Business Bros Podcast. And it's it's one of the first ones I actually interviewed on where I sort of started to realize the importance of quality production, quality planning. If you go on the show as a guest, he has people clapping in the background. He has fire coming up on the videos when you go on StreamYard, which is a, another platform that he actually um, broadcasts the show from. And it's a live show and it's absolutely amazing the details that these guys go into. So that's what kind of inspired me to go a little bit deeper into who Hernan is, his background, what he does. And that's where we started to connect on this idea of, you know, what actually is podcasting, what is podcasting becoming and the power of marketing around that. So we're going to talk about that quite a lot in detail today. He has built multiple businesses over the last 17 years, including um, his current venture, which is called Pipeline Insurance. But he now has a full service marketing agency, which does lots of the stuff we're going to talk about today. And his mission is really to help you win by showing how you can take control of your personal brand. So I'm delighted to have on the show today, Hernan Sias. Hi, everyone. Nick Bradley here. Welcome to Scale Up Your Business for another week. And today I'm delighted because we're going to get into one of my favorite topics. We're going to get into podcasting, podcasting with an absolute expert. I am absolutely delighted to have on the show Hernan Sias. Now, Hernan has this podcast. Now, I was on this podcast a number of months ago, and to this day, I have not had a better set of theater or intro, all the cool stuff that he does. You've got to go and look at the podcast. It's called the Business Bros Podcast. And the stuff that they do just to make the whole experience super fun is amazing. So listen, Hernan, welcome to the show today. Wow, Nick, that's a, that's impressive. Thank you. <laughs> I remember when I came on, like, you know, you had like these like, you know, bits of fire <laughs> coming yeah. up, people clapping in the audience, you know, whatever else, all these different things. And it was really, it was just the production of your podcast, Hernan, you know, it was just really cool. So I just, it, it was very memorable for me. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, that's, that's honestly the, the whole point of what we do is we want to have fun in whatever it is that we're doing. So, uh, you know, my brother and I kind of sat back and as we've developed different things for the show, we're like, well, what is it that we like? Right. And so, you know, the intro is very important. It kind of sets the tone for the, for the show. We, you know, having a, a, a video intro for our show, uh, is important having, you know, we're, we're big movie guys. So we throw in little video clips here and there for movies to kind of, you know, mix up what's going on in the show. You 
you know, we bring our own personality into the program that we're trying to record. And I think it, it makes it a fun experience for us. And then we connect with other people on a different level, uh, giving them a platform to be able to talk about what it is they're doing. Yeah. And, and it comes across the passion that you have for podcasting and, and that particular platform, you know, comes across in the way you deliver the show and correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Cause I think this is going to blow away um, listeners to the audience. I mean, the audience knows that I do a couple of podcasts a week. How many podcasts per week are you guys currently doing? Right now we're doing 10 episodes a week. So we're doing five for the business bros show and we're oh. doing five for our new show that we launched called the insurance bro show. 10. That's, you know, there's only one person that's come on um, Scale Up Your Business that I think, I don't know if he beats it, but he certainly kind of has the same sort of almost prolific philosophy. And that's um, John Lee Dumas. So yeah. he, came, he came on the show and I think he said to me, he did a podcast every day for 236 days straight or something like that. But you must Entrepreneurs be. Entrepreneurs on fire. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, yeah. he was relentless, but you must be like that. I mean, 10 a week is incredible. So what's the schedule like? It, it must be, what, is it a couple, at least two a day? Yeah, it's two a day. Um, so, so I have a podcast scheduled at two thirty. That's the Insurance Bros show. Two thirty p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, that's when that show goes on. It's a thirty minute show. So we're done about three, three fifteen or so, depending on the length of that episode. Uh, and then we have the four o'clock Business Bros show. And so that one, same thing, done by four thirty, four forty-five. Uh, and that's those are the time blocks in my calendar. And and you know, people ask that all the time, like, how do you get it done? I go, well, you're in business, right? Don't you have time that you set aside for prospecting? I mean, don't you have a a, a time slot where you're picking up the phone or you're going and knocking on doors. This is my prospecting time slot. Like this is what I do to grow my business. Uh, and so th those are the time slots that we put away. And those that's, that's it. Like if you, you, you kind of shift the mentality of, Oh, I got to do a podcast. Oh, I got to create an episode. This is your podcast. This is your uh, prospecting tool. So utilize it that way. Make sure that you're trying to talk to somebody new. And if you don't have anybody to talk to, guess what? You've already established an audience, so you are talking to people regardless. So this is one of those yeah. things where, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a mindset shift. But when you do that, when you set that in your calendar, you have that time slot, you're going to get better at what it is, whatever it is you do. Picking up the phone, you're going to get better at that. Knocking on doors, you're going to get better at that. Podcasting, you're going to get better at it. Yeah, we know what, because this is this is the thing. I think what, what we want to talk about today, there's a couple of different, let's call it themes, if you like. So one is, you know, prospecting versus podcasting. And, and I want to come back to a couple of the points you just made. And also how people, how entrepreneurs specifically can take control of their branding and marketing through the power of podcasting. Now, I get people all the time asking me, you know, why do you do podcasting, right? Why is it that you're spending all this time, you know, committing to it? And for me, it's, as I said, I've created a number of businesses off the back of the podcast, but you've taken that to another level. So let's, let's get into this because you don't necessarily see the results straight away, right? You know, you're out there, you put oh. yourself out there, but your journey is, you said something like 600 or so episodes over the course of um, two-ish years, yeah. so, something like that. So just oh, take yeah. us through that because, do you, and I, I specifically want you to go into the prospecting side of this, because as you said, you've built businesses off the back of your podcast. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess let's take it from the beginning. You know, when, when we started, I started because at, at the time I was getting my certification to be a real estate coach, right? And my mentor has a daily podcast and they were having hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands of downloads per episode. And so he, he recommended that, you know, you start a podcast to start to grow your audience. I was like, okay, you know, if, if he's telling me to do that, I guess that's cool. And then, then I, at the same time, I was introduced to Gary Vee's content and he's saying the same thing. He's like, dude, if you have a business, you should have a podcast. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So 
you know, if somebody that I look up to mentors that I, that are successful, more successful than I'm, than I am, if they're telling me to do it, all right, let's do it. Problem was I had no clue how to do it. All I knew was that you spelled podcast a certain way. And that was about it. All that, that's all I knew about podcast. Were you listening to podcasts at that point in time? Cause I've been going for like a I decade, wasn't. really. Yeah. yeah okay. and, and I wasn't, I was, uh, you know, I knew what they were, uh, but I was still kind of a radio guy. And then I had, you know, at the time it was like Spotify and iTunes, those sorts of, but I used it for music, not really for podcasts. Uh, and uh, so, so we started, but it was just audio and it was just James and I kind of talking about what we're doing in our business. Uh, and, and what I tell people is, you know, that was the first, you know, 60, 70 episodes. Cause we were doing it every day. I, and the logic was simple. I was like, you know what? Joe Rogan has a thousand episodes. So if I can get to a thousand episodes, I'll have a massive audience like that guy does. Right. Uh, it doesn't quite work that way, but uh, <laughs> at the beginning, you know, 60, 70 episodes in, you know, mom was listening, maybe, you know, a handful of, you know, family and friends that kind of stuck around were listening. It wasn't very, very big. And my eight-year-old son goes, daddy, you know, if you, if you want people to listen to your show, you got to get influencers on your show. And I was like, oh, he's telling me I need to have other people come on so that I can expand my audience. So your business manager is your eight-year-old son. Pretty my much. eight-year-old son, right? Well, so, they, you know, they know genius. this stuff. My, my, my nine-year-old daughter is coming on the um, show for the 150th episode. And I'll tell you what, she's probably going to, you know, be able to inspire the audience with more amazing business stuff than I can. <laughs> oh, I got I to gotta tell you this little side story. So my daughter, 11 years old, she's on TikTok. She's a big uh, uh, anime fan, right? Yeah. And so she, she gra- this is amazing what, I, what I, I'm so impressed with what she did. She took her TikTok audience and invited some of them to come onto her discord page so she got like 30 kids to come off of one platform to go onto another group platform discord and then she organized them so some of them are animators some of them are story writing some of them are creating the youtube channel and they're creating their own youtube page she's organizing 30 kids to create content this is something that I'm trying to get adults to do in this 11-year-old. How much of that do you reckon is, you know, even if it's passive, just observing how you're doing stuff? I think it's a, I think it's a lot of it. Yeah. it you know, our, our kids, I feel like they take uh, some of the greatest qualities of both parents, right? So for me, it's, you know, it, the whole idea of content creation, I've been throwing that in their face for a long time. I want them to be content cre- creators, not content consumers. So I've been pushing that for a long time, but the organi- organizational skills for her to get, you know, 30 people to come off one platform and, and, and run it like an well, organization. That sounds like leadership to me, man. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I credit that to her mom. <laughs> there you go. So, so you, you you're listening to Gary V. You've kind of thought, okay, I, I better get into this podcast thing. It's 2018. How did you start? I mean, did you go and get mentors, or did you just kind of just? You said you got you started doing episodes. What was what was that sort of process like? Yeah. So th- it was honestly just a let's get started. I went on Amazon. Yeah. I was like, I know I want to do interviews at some point. I got a you know four mic station. It gave me all the equipment equipment I needed, and now let's do it right. And so we sat down. Uh, James and I would outline uh, different topics that we wanted to talk about. So we'd sit down, we'd outline a couple, we'd record four or five episodes for that uh, week or whatever, and then and then we'd post them one by one. And once, you know, once Liam came in and said, you know, you got to get influencers on your show, I started to reach out to people in my industry. So, you know, my, my, I have, I'm a realtor. So I reached out to other realtors in the space and I was like, Hey, I'm doing this podcast. You want to come on the show? And I realized they were saying yes. Like more people were saying yes to come on the show 
than when I'm picking up the phone, trying to get an expired listing to list with me, right? That I get a lot of no's. And I, so I started to think about that a little bit. And, and before I knew it, I, I had, you know, major producers in real estate that were going to be on the show. I had, you know, people, you know, from, from San Diego, you know, realtor magazines on the show. Like I started to really elevate the people that I was talking to and, and becoming a name in this space. Uh, and on the downside, I realized I'm not going to sell any houses to realtors, probably not the ideal audience to get into. So, uh, so we shifted a little bit and we started interviewing uh, entrepreneurs. And the idea was very, very basic. It was like every person that I talk to who's an entrepreneur is a potential person that we can insure in our insurance agency. So that was the, the, the gimmick that we got into. And now it was like, well, how many people can I talk to? And so we, once we shifted the mindset from, you know, trying to become the next Joe Rogan to trying to talk to somebody new every single day, that's where things took a, a whole different turn. Now we're at the point where to be on the show, we're booked out eight weeks in advance. And that's, that's amazing that people want to be on this, on our show, on our platform uh, to talk about their own business. They're asking to become part of our network. I mean, think about that as a, as a business oh. that's, that's, um, that's amazing for people well, it's to, incredible. Want to be part of your network. I mean, I talk about, um, and, and there's different ways of defining this, right? But I say when you're building a business, right? Customer acquisition is a process that you need to master, right? And there's mm -hmm. three forms of it. You have the stuff that drives inbound, okay? Which we'll talk about in terms of podcasting. So it's stuff where you're educating, inspiring, whatever else. And because you're, you're giving value in that way um, that people then you know, resonate and want to know more. So they come, they become attracted to you is probably the best way to say it. Then you've got the traditional outbound, you know, which is normally an interruption technique. So you're yes. stopping someone in the middle of something and, you know, saying, hey, hi, look at us. And then you've got the other really powerful one, which is partnerships. You know, the idea that someone else has your audience and you can go into to their, their living room, so to speak, with an offer. That's really powerful. Or conversely, you know, they may have... Um, uh, a product or service that you can you can you know work with them to kind of um, sell to your audience, and those things are really really powerful as well, just because of the way rapport is built up. But that whole idea of what you what you just described is instead of interrupting people, you were actually starting to attract them by putting content out there and building your business from that. Well, here's the here's the power of podcasting. What you just described is the power of podcasting. It takes all three of those things and it puts them in a, in your pocket. Now you have the ability to do all those things. So yes, we've created a show where people are asking to come on. There, that's the inbound stuff. But we're also creating so many pieces of content, whether it's the 30 minute long segment or the short little clips that we throw on an Instagram or a quote card that we're putting on our stuff or whatever it is that we're putting out on social media because of the long form content. Now you're getting all that other stuff, right? And, and you talked about, you know, interrupting them. Well, now we can do the same type of thing. If we wanted to, we haven't really implemented this on our show, but if we wanted to, we can drop in a little commercial in the middle of our show, interrupt the audience that's already listening and use sponsorships to do that sort of stuff or mm. direct them to our other shows. So, you know, when you have the, the problem back in the day when it came to, to business and our, my very first business was like this, we used to market uh, by going door to door and leaving door hangers. We'd leave a door hanger and it had a sticker on the bottom. We take this, you know, we, we repair computers. So the whole idea was here, throw away this door hanger, but take the sticker, put it on your computer. When you need help, call us, right? That was our, that was our marketing ploy. Uh, and back then, you know, the internet was just getting started. I remember one of my employees actually coming up to me and he's like, Hey, we should advertise on this Google ad thing. Like this looks really, really interesting. And I remember telling him, dude, we fix computers. If, their computer's broken. Why would I want to advertise on the internet? Right? 
dumb point back then but but the the point was that was how how in its infancy it was at the very beginning so we were advertising on things called yellow pages where you know for those of you who are not old enough to understand what a yellow (laughs) page is it's a imagine google in book form that's what it was for your local area Uh, and so we were you know those those were the problem was we had no way to distribute our message right we were at the mercy of whoever had those large lists those, those large distribution channels today those are completely out of your way. You have control of your distribution. So you you decide, you know, there's traffic that you earn, there's traffic that you control, right? The traffic that you earn is when you put out content and people are looking at your stuff, maybe you get them to come over. There's uh, traffic that you can buy, you can use some of these paid advertisements to grab traffic, right? Uh, but there's traffic that you that you own and that's where your email list, that's where your database of, of uh, you know, regular physical addresses and phone numbers and all those things. And, and what I've learned in this game is it's about how much of that data you control. The reason why Facebook is phenomenal. The reason why Google is phenomenal is because of the amount of data that they control. And once you have that existing audience that knows, likes, and trusts you, and you have that data where you can talk to them on a regular basis, the now limits are endless. You want to sell them something on a third party? Maybe, you know, I have, I have this package right here. You know, Manscaped is, is one of these sponsor packages that reached out. If I want to send a package out and say, hey, here's a promo code, try this out, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get a few people here and there to do that, but I control that, that, uh, that messaging. I decide what I'm going to send out on a regular basis. If I want to send out an email or not, you know, it's completely up to you and you have that power as you build that database. Every person who comes on and signs up to be on a show, I have an eight week waiting list. They're giving me their email address. They're giving me their phone number. They're giving me their name and information. Then I come on, I treat them like royalty. And then when I send them stuff, they know I can trust me. That's the power of podcasting. You're controlling that distribution channel for yourself. That's powerful. Well, let's break this down a bit for people listening, because I think there's a lot of people who listen to this episode. As I said, most most of the audience of Scale Up Your Business are entrepreneurs in different stages of their growth scale up journey. Some are at the very beginning, some are kind of in the middle, but a lot of them have uh, have the beginnings or have a good business, but they want to really transform it. And they realize that personal branding, having a medium platform is a way to do it. So, So we talked about how you started and there's a lot of experimentation there and learning, but what are some of the key things? that you've learned over the last couple of years that if you were starting now that you would absolutely do, you know, you would focus on first, et cetera. Yeah. So I I think the process and the lead up to the podcast and uh, afterwards, I think those are the things that have helped shape the way we do things. So, you know, first of all, having a landing page, right? That's something that (laughs) took a long time to set up, but it makes a lot of sense. This is where I'm going to capture their information right up front, whether it's a, a somebody who's, who's trying to grab something that we're giving away a lead magnet or something like that, or somebody applying to, to, you know, be a guest on the show, having that place where you gather that contact information, if I had started at the very beginning, I think we our, our email list would have even been bigger, right? Um, so having that that uh, first and, and foremost, and then second is how many times are you communicating with your potential guests or your potential prospect uh, throughout the you know before the show and then after the show. Uh, if you have a system in place to continue to talk to them, to provide value for them prior to getting on the show, then their show experiences, they're already expecting something good. They're already promoting your particular show that with their episode on it. And then afterwards, giving them continued value going forward. So I didn't have any of that set up at the beginning. You know, you talk about people who are in business. You have a book of business right now if you're in business. You have clients that you've worked with either currently continuously or in the past. 
And what happens with a lot of businesses is we, we're very transactional. We do business with the person one time and then that's about it. We never talk to them again. Real estate agents are notorious for this because you're only going to sell them a house once every like seven years or so. But that database is so valuable and you're letting it go to waste if you're not utilizing uh, something like a podcast to stay in front of those people on a regular basis. Because yes, you provided that person a great experience, a great product, a great service. But just because that person isn't going to buy from you for the next seven years doesn't mean that they can't refer you more business or share that experience with other people or, or you know, uh, talk to, to, to random strangers when they hear about, you know, do I need to buy a house? Oh, this is the person you should talk to, right? And it happens because you, you maintain that visibility with them, you stay top of mind with them. So if I was going to start today again, brand new, I'd have a process in place to be able to collect data, to provide value prior to the show, and then provide uh, ongoing content uh, for the for the guests going forward. And so let's break down those those pieces of um, pre the show and let's say after the show, certainly immediately after. So what's what's something that you do before a guest comes on that you think makes makes them really get excited about coming on? Absolutely. So what we do is we create custom content pieces for them. So uh, we use a, a video template that we already have set up and we take a, you know their brand, whether it's their logo or their image, whatever it is, and we create a custom video clip for them. Uh, we also give it to them as a gift file and we create a thumbnail promoting their episode on the show. And so we, we email them and we send them this content piece and it's like, look, you, you, we, want, we know that you're coming on the show because you want the most exposure possible for your product or service service. So in order for you to do that, here are a couple steps. And we invite them to, first of all, like our social media pages. The reason we do that is because when we go live, now their friends and family are going to be able to see it because we're friends, right? So we're going to tag you on it and, and you'll be able to see it. Uh, and then we give them the live YouTube link so that here, share this link. And on the day of the episode, this is what's going to happen. And by the way, here are three content pieces for you to go ahead and post on your own social media. Right. And, you so know, you're helping them. You're making it frictionless from the beginning so that their community and particularly if you've got people who've got big audiences themselves or certainly influence that they can a push that so their their audience comes and listens and you know engages but then effectively they also become your audience yes exactly so i mean it does twofold right when you have something that has your picture on it it has your logo on it you naturally are like, yes, this thing is awesome. It might not be the most well-produced piece of content or whatever it is, but it's cool because somebody else made it for you. And so you want to go out and share this stuff. You know, and I, and I tell people all the time, you got to think of social media as, as, you know, when somebody posts something, when you post something, the, the one and only thing and the one and only reason why you post it is so somebody can give you a like, somebody can watch your video and somebody can comment, right? That's it. You just are asking for the attention. So, give your clients the ability to get more attention for themselves. That's yeah, what see, they're it's after. Log That's it's logical, but also what you're starting to describe here is, is disruptive to traditional media. Now, I, I worked in the traditional media, like magazines and newspapers for like 15 years. And I also worked in the shift of that content to digital for the first time. This was back in the sort of late 2000s, right? But mm -hmm. I remember back those big publishing groups, you know, digital or otherwise, they weren't thinking like this. You know, they, for them, it was just about the event that happened when, you know, a publication went out, they weren't thinking about the ways they could, you know, drive interest or excitement beforehand. And then obviously we'll get into what happens afterwards. So this is quite cool. Well, I mean, I, I, I think the idea that you're actually leveraging 
by making it easy for someone to be able to get what they ultimately want, which then benefits you as well, is very clever. Did you did you just work that out just by stepping above everything for a while and going, hold on, let's just think this through? Uh, or had you seen that? Was that a Gary Vaynerchuk recommendation? I'm just curious where, where it came from. Yeah. So uh, ultimately it was something that we had thought about doing for a while, but it wasn't until we figured out different templates on how to use these types of things that we were able to actually implement it. Right. So here, here's the thing. And for most of you, you know, when you start a podcast, you're going to start it on shoestring budget, right? Most people who start a podcast are, you know, you, you're investing money into something you don't even know if it's going to work, right? So so that's how we we were at, at the very beginning. We were like, I don't know if we want to put, how much money do you want to put in this? We already spent, you know, $500, $600,000 on equipment, whatever it was. Do we want to di- dive into this thing a little bit more? Uh, and so we tried to find ways to do things that are beneficial to our to our guests in the most cost efficient way, right? as free as possible as we can get it. Uh, but the concept was there. And once we realized that, you know, it was, it, it was really giving our brand that much more exposure. Yes. The person, you know, it's, it's the guest's image, the guest logo and all that stuff, but our brand is there too. And people are, are beginning to see and recognize that logo with the being of service to other people. That's our thing, right? We're trying to be of service to other people. So we know that everything that we're doing is in service to our guests, is in service to our clients, it's in service to others that we're working with. And that resonates with a lot of people. That's why when you think of things like, you know, when you think of Nike, for example, you know, the good things that Nike has done as a corporation. It's not just because you know that logo, but because you know what that logo has done for other people. And almost every brand that's out there has that effect. It's about those other people. And you know, you're talking about earlier when you're working in the digital space, the reason why they didn't think like that is because they didn't have to, they were in control of the distribution. Now anybody can put out stuff. So what's going to differentiate you between everybody? else and it's what you do for other people yeah, it's like our that. humanity aspect of it the other the other thing i like about it is you know coming back to what you said beforehand when you had that computer repair business and you had to go and like you know stick those kind of door hangers on you're effectively you know having other people do the door hanging because <laughs> you know, you're yeah. giving them you know crude example but you're giving them the material they're out there promoting the fact that they're going to be on it but again that builds your brands over time so that's cool let's get into um the experience then because i think you know so someone's get, someone's on the show and i had this experience mm-hmm. and i said to you at the very beginning of this conversation how cool it was it was just really well done you know just a bit of fun not the, the run-of-the-mill conversation so so just just take um the audience through that just explain that how you do it why you do it and 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 the sort of i suppose the thinking behind it yeah. So the thinking behind it was, was very, very basic. Uh, I looked at mediums that were already successful. So, you know, one of the shows that I grew up watching, uh, was friends, right. And, you oh, know, yeah. I know a lot of kids now are watching friends and they're all repeats. When, when I used to watch it, they would come out one episode a week on Thursdays. Right. And so, uh, and, and basically it's the sitcom model. Uh, when you watch a sitcom, sometimes there's a little bit of an intro at the beginning that kind of catches your attention. And then the theme song pops on, right? Which is the, the intro for the show. And then we get into our, our segment, right? And so modeling things that already are successful. The reason why uh, you know, I, I went to that is because it already worked. I had seen the success. I watched the shows, millions of people watch the shows. So when we designed our, our, our video aspect of our show, we're like, well, if that's how that works, let's try to model something very similar. Let's try to have a, a same type of MO. So that's why we'll have a little bit of an intro at the beginning. We'll play our, our video intro to start off the show. And then we give the guest 
all the attention possible. And we try to pump them up as much as we possibly can. We change the background to make it, you know, it's, we, we call it the fire intro. So we put a background of nothing but fire, right? Uh, James has already written something up where we researched who you are. He reads all your accolades, all your achievements. And then uh, right after that, we play a video clip of a round of applause. And so we've been looking for different types of ways to do the round of applause. We have a black and white audience that kind of does, you know, old, old school round of applause. We have another one we pulled from the movie Tombstone and he's like yeah all right yeah and he's like clapping out it's just everything to bring energy to that guest that we're saying you are amazing you are here this is all about you and and at that point you know it's only like two three minutes into the show but now the guest is like this is awesome this is cool i like these guys and that's what you want out of your prospects right these people the, the everybody who's come on our show we want you to say exactly what you described this is the best podcast i've ever been on yeah. why because it was all about you well right? it was, mem it was had, memorable right so so again you know i'm i'm a big believer that you know if you do what everyone else does you know the whole thing you just become the same it was like i referenced some um, seth godin's book he wrote a book called purple cow a number a number of years ago book. now yeah it's yeah. brilliant isn't it like you know and and for people who don't know what that is i have talked about it before on the podcast you know if you're driving along the road and you just see lots of brown cows and then all of a sudden the purple cow you know is there in the field with all the brown cows you kind of a you may crash your car but you're definitely going to stop and take notice and the whole point of the book is don't be the brown cow be the purple cow and so you're what you've done there just by being a little bit more creative and innovative i don't think it potentially took you much more time or money you just thought through the process with more intention means that i've remembered it you know and straight away i was like you know you've got to come on scale up your business because it was something remarkable that i haven't and i've been on now 70 78 podcasts i think this year as a guest and your one still stands out awesome that's there that you go, is man. what so we're looking some feedback for, for you. thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. And that, that's the exact thought that we're we're looking for, right? And you know, it's funny because uh, ever since we focused our attention on our video model, our audio downloads have decreased. And I think you know, and and it's funny because somebody might look at that and say, "Oh, well, you're not getting as many downloads as you were before." And that's true, but we're getting a lot more views than we yeah, had before. You're getting more right? reach overall, so the whole brand reach is going to be higher. Yes. Yes, um, exactly. And also and the so other thing I found is the more frequency sometimes you put stuff out there, because I used to think like this, if, when I was doing one show per week, you know, you'd have a certain number of um, downloads, then you go two, well, they drop, but the average goes up. And if you're putting out five or something like that per, oh, you said 10 now, 10 per week, then I, I bet if you add up the cumulative or compound effect of all of that content you're putting out there, I bet it's going up. Yeah. And it definitely is. It definitely is. Um, and that's, that is one of the, the side effects of what you're trying to build here in your own podcast space. Cause I mean, 600 episodes on the business bros, 400 people interviewed. That's already a nice network. Yeah. But cool. the extra is that long tail effect of the internet. There are people who are finding episodes. One of my favorite things is when I bump into somebody, you know, here locally and, and I don't know who they are, but they see me and they go business bros. Like that is super awesome to me. Right. That's, I love that. <laughs> and then there's sometimes I'll meet people and they'll tell me my story from the way that they perceived it. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty impressive. How'd you hear that? And I always got to go back to, well, duh, you have a podcast where you talk about your story all the time. So, you know, hearing that, those are the side effects of it, right? And that's just locally when you meet somebody. There are people all across the world that 
bump into your stuff just because it was a Google search, because the title of your podcast was something that landed on some keywords, because you've been on other people's podcasts and you're sharing that same message. That's the long tail effect of what you're doing. If you're a business, this is why power, the podcasting is so powerful because you're staying in front of your existing audience, but you're also reaching out like, like a spider, like, like crawling to other people and growing your audience and your brand by that content production. And it, it yeah. doesn't take any extra steps other than dedicating some time to doing it. No, it's, it's, I call it the evergreen approach. I get people who've listened to me on podcasts or, or have listened to my podcast from 18 months ago. And then they'll come back and it's the first time they've, they've, you know, um, experienced what I talk about or heard my message. And then they binge, they do the whole Netflix binge. Mm-hmm. And it's really funny actually, because I had, I had someone the other day who said, oh, I found you about uh, four months ago. So kind of, let's call it middle of, of kind of pandemic lockdown. And he goes, I'm now 80 episodes in. And I'm like, <laughs> man, right. So you've spent, you know, because a lot of my earlier ones were quite long form as well. And it was me speaking, you know, doing less interviews. So I'm thinking, God, he's got probably at least 40 hours, maybe 50 hours of content. Right. And then, but you know, it's, it's interesting because I sometimes it's overwhelming in in a good way. Right. Cause I Mm -hmm. I sometimes think, you know, you kind of lose track. You just put your message out there. I I try and cover everything in, in, in this podcast. I don't hold anything back. It's all the stories and experiences I've had. And then I like to bring amazing people on with great stories and, and different skills and different experiences that then I think can add value to the, to what I'm trying to do, which is really help people create freedom, you know, by having amazing businesses. That's broadly what it is. And, and you kind of sometimes take that for granted. And, and when I try and convince, I don't have to convince them very hard, but when I explain to um, any of my clients, for example, how I've done it, you know, I say, well, listen, just remember you found me, you didn't know me before. I, you know, there, we had this relationship where basically, um, you know, you were a stranger to me and vice versa. You heard of me somewhere, probably because someone recommended the podcast or, or whatever else. If you, somehow you found me, then you probably found what I, what I said interesting enough that you wanted to find out more. Then I bet you listened to a number of podcasts where you searched me on Google, you found some articles that I'd written, whatever. And then, you know, here we are. And sometimes mm-hmm. it takes a little bit of time for the penny to drop. And they go, oh, yeah. And then what I do, right, is I show them, um, because obviously I've got businesses off the back of the podcast. We spoke about that offline. I show them the sales process that happens after that, you know, which is, you know, people, um, similar to what you said, they they might um, download something. They might get some content from me. There's an exchange of value for data. They're then on, on a list, which, you know, I obviously put content out, be that newsletters and other things. And then eventually, you know, every now and then there'll be an offer to participate in something that I'm doing. And I said, that's, that's how it happens. And then it's funny, just the reactions. <laughs> go, when they oh realize, gosh. yeah, Wait, it's it was strategic. It, it was very, it was precise. I say, I use this word, like people get annoyed. I use the word precise, precision. It was precise. Like there's no randomness to this, right? You may mm-hmm. think it is, but I knew who you were because I've got a very clear view of my ideal client avatar. I know exactly what your problem is, right? I know exactly the challenge because I was there. So I know how to communicate with you. So effectively at the point of pain that you were in with your business, because it wasn't growing or whatever that situation was, um, I showed up. Simple as that. <laughs> you were the guide. You were the guide in the story. 
And, and that, that's the beauty of, uh, you know, Russell Brunson talks about this in his books uh, about that attractive character and where people uh, are going to do business with you, but based on that attractive character. So you've created that for yourself. You have your business, uh, but people don't tend to do business with your business. They tend to do business with you and they've connected mm, exactly. with you on a, on a number of, of ways. And that precision that you've developed, that's exactly what you're, what you're doing there. You're giving your business a personality, an image, a brand. And that, that goes more beyond, you know, that whole, what the logo and the color scheme is, you know, you explaining what's going on, you sharing with people what, what, what you're doing in the business, the success stories, the failures, you know, all those things that make you human, right. That's what I want to work with. I want to work with a guy who's gone through that. And that, that's what this podcasting allows you to do. It allows you to tell a story. People are going to connect with you. Like, like you said, you know, when they're ready to receive that message. Yeah. And 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 it's amazing. And, and that whole thing. And and that's why, that's why I think as a medium and and what I say to people quite often, and I'd be interested to get your perspective on this is whether it's podcasting, you know, or whether it's a YouTube channel or whatever else, right. The point, the point is if you have a media platform and I, and obviously my preference is podcasting, that's what I do, where you can build rapport, you know, you can create the right environment for some to know, like, and trust you. That's what is a differentiator. It used to be more of a differentiator when people weren't doing this as much, but if you've got a business now and you're not leveraging the opportunity to do that through a personal brand or through a personality, then just see how far behind you're going to be. Because it's hard for it's hard for a business brand to build that level of rapport. A hundred percent, one hundred percent. It's scary, actually, how difficult it is in in a in a modern day to do that. Because uh, again, we've we've opened up the distribution streams, but now now you're you're trying to you know row a boat through a fire hose. Like it's it's a lot of information <laughs> that's that. going out, right? <laughs> that that's what's that's what's happening. We're we're bombarded with so much content on a regular basis. How do you stand out? And when when people ask that question, I'm like, look, here's here's the my analogy of it. I, I consider my show the Judge Judy of podcasts. Like you might, I'm not not going to be on your top, you know, two or three podcasts that you're going to listen to, but I'm probably in your top ten. And those other podcasts, they're going to put out an episode once a week, you know, maybe twice a week, maybe once a month, you're going to run out of episodes. And guess what? I will always be there. You're (laughs) never going to catch up to my, you can try to binge your stuff, right? But it's going to be a long time coming if you try to catch up with our stuff, but it'll always be there. Just like Judge Judy is in in the middle of the day on, you know, regular television, you turn it on and there's the judge show, you know, ready, ready to go. You might not always pay attention, but you know who they are. You know what they stand for. You know where you can find them. Right. So those, that's kind of the, the, the model that we, you know, I like it. It's predictable and it's familiar. And, and, you know, as I said, it may not necessarily be that amazing interview that Joe Rogan does with Elon Musk, which has like, Mm -hmm. you know, 50 million downloads. Right. But the point is, you know, your strategy is different, you know, the way you're, you're building your audience and you're trying to do stuff is different. Cool. Um, I want to move on to the final phase. Right. So if now we talked about the experience that a guest has, but what do you do after? So how do you how do you really leverage that that opportunity for yourself, for them once they've once the interview is done? Yeah. So afterwards, uh, at at the very minimum, they get one email from me saying, hey, thank you for being on the podcast. Here is the entire video episode. Here's the entire audio episode, the MP3 file, the MP4 file. And here's the link to the YouTube channel. So at the very least, they're going to get that contact. 
Um, we are actually ahead on our recordings. So about a month ahead. So when the episode posts on iTunes and Spotify, they're going to get another email from me saying, Hey, your, your episode is live. Uh, you know, here are the links to your episode. So at the very least they're going to get that. Right. Um, but the other side of it is that now they're in our, now they're in our network. And so we'll reach out to, to specific people uh, and, and ask them to bring them more value. So we're like, hey, you know, we're going to feature this particular email blast to, you know, whoever. I think you'd be a great fit. Do you have a particular product or service you'd like to promote? Right? Our idea has always been, and our number one motto is to be of service to other people. So, uh, you know, my wife gets on my case. She's like, you give away too much stuff for free. But for me, it's like, look at the life that we're living. We're not really hurting for things. Right. So let me continue this path of being of service to other people and focus my attention there. And we're going to get things out of it. So whether it's an affiliate link, whether it's a small commission, whether it's a nonprofit where we get nothing but, you know, goodwill out of it. This is where we take our audience and we do a little bit of different stuff. Um, I'm not charging a lot of people to like to distribute to our email list, but we reach out and we're like, I think this is going to be valuable to a particular you know industry. We just had um, uh, a guest come on the show and she's part of a veterans organization and my brother's a veteran. So it's kind of a great thing to put together. So, you know what, let's send this out. Let's get enough people to maybe contribute as part of their show. We didn't, there's nothing financially, you know, that we're getting out of this at all, but it's again, guess what? Those people are grateful for what we did to them for them. Right. And now we're, we're advancing that message to other people in that space. I've had four people reach out from that one email as new followers interested in doing something a little bit different. Hey, would you be interested in trying this out or doing this or selling this particular product? And those are the connections that we want. Those are the people who are local here in my area who are for us in our insurance agency in California that are now potential clients. So, you know, it's, it's kind of weird because when, when it comes to karma, there's no direct ROI that you can measure, right? There's nothing that I can look at and say, look, I sent out this email and I got X amount of dollars for that particular one. But when I do ask for something, when I do go out and I actually say, Hey, here's an offer I would like to offer, blah, blah, blah. I get more results coming in because it's, it's, that's the Gary Vee thing, right? Jab, 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 right hook. You know, that's where I've given so much that when I ask for something, people, people tend to buy just because it's a thank you almost. I think there's two, there's two parts to that, right? You know, a, we're talking a bit about reciprocity here and you know, that fantastic Zig Ziglar quote that you help enough people get what they want in life. You'll have everything you want and need in life. Um, Mm -hmm. Something like that anyway. But I, but I think there's two things that happen, right? First and foremost, if you add enough value into the world, back to that reciprocity point, you know, there, it's going to come back, right? It's going to come back because, you know, you just first and foremost, it's just the way the universe works, which sounds a bit weird. But mm-hmm. secondly, I think you show up differently. So, so what I mean by that is if, you're, if you've added a lot, you've helped a lot of people, you've contributed, you've made a difference, there's, there's a, you, you have a different aura about you. You know, and you're not out there take, take, taking. Therefore, you you have um, you feel ashamed, or you feel that you know you're um, someone who's just always consuming. And so, therefore, I don't know. You just just have this higher level of operating. That's how I think. So, if I if I put something out there which is an offer, it's more like an invitation. Yes, an invitation. Would yes. you like to participate? I don't mind either way. Someone said to me once. It's a little bit like if you have a really nice meal and someone at the end, the waiter comes up and says, do you want tea or coffee? They don't really care if you say yes or no, right? You know, it's just, a, it's an expect, expected kind of offer, like, you know, invitation. Would you like it? No, it's fine. And I find that, you know, when, you, when you're in this world of contribution, 
when you put something out there, you don't really care. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to live, you've got to have, you know, some level of financial stability and obviously hopefully create some wealth. But if you've got so many things going on and so much stuff happening, then it's just going to happen, you know? And a lot of people don't think like that. They fixate, they think about the long-term gain when actually all they really need to do is um, just make progress every single day in this way. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that's funny because in our insurance agency, that's exactly what the podcast has helped us do. I mean, I've got to, I've, I've been able to meet people like you. And, and even though it's only a 30 minute conversation on their show, I learned so much from the guests that come on the show that ju- if it was just that an exchange of education on, on the program, it's, it's changed the way we do business. So our insurance agency is growing and uh, in, in part, you know, part because of the podcast. Sure. We're, we're attracting more people that way. But it's really growing because of the automations that we're putting in place. What it what what we've been able to develop is now a business where we can walk away and come back, and it's still fully functional, operational, and maybe more profitable than the day we left it. So you know that is that to us is powerful, and it came you know and you, you know you talk about being on the back of the podcast. It came on the back of our guests sharing information, sharing some of the knowledge, uh, and then take us taking everything we learned and implementing into our existing business. So the fact. That 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 is sustainable the way it is, it allows us to turn around and say, well, what else can we give away for free? What else yeah. can we do for other people? I and know that- it's, like it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the gift of podcasting that people don't realize is mm-hmm. that you, you get these amazing people on with different experiences and perspectives and knowledge and skills, and you get whatever it is 30, 40, 50 minutes of, of education <laughs> as well. It- and I, I've it's launched- like getting a, uh, yeah, it's like, it's like having an author, right? Reading a yeah. book, but being able to ask them a question. I know. And like I've had, I've had like Neil Patel on my show and I've had, I've got uh, next week, I've got um, uh, Jay Abraham coming on, who was the oh. guy who actually wrote um, the original business mastery syllabus for Tony Robbins. And like, you know, he, he doesn't go on podcasts, man. Like, you know, so I'm like, oh my God, what am I going to ask the guy? But, you know, <laughs> you couldn't pay, well, you can't pay for a meeting with Jay, right? Not anymore. He doesn't do it. So, so that's the other thing that comes and I, I've launched also, and you would have the same thing, I'm sure a couple of business, really good business partnerships off the back of, um, you know, meeting someone either as being a guest or having them as a guest on, on my show. So it's amazing how those connections and those networks is, is a secondary thing that comes off having, you know, a personal brand and having a podcast platform. It, it is, it is. It's a relationship building platform, hands down. Alrighty, so let's let's um, finish things up. So we've been talking for a good sort of forty minutes on this, and keep on going. <laughs> but um, last couple of questions. So if someone is listening to this and they're thinking, you know what, I, I, I get this now. I can see how this works. I, I have no idea where to start, but I want to do it. What's the first thing you advise them to do? Yeah. So uh, the first thing I would do is to find a mentor. If you want to reach out to anybody who's who's uh, in the in the podcast space, you know, ask them questions, get the help that you need. If you want to reach out to me personally, um, you can find me at all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. Um, and if you want to check out the show, just go to businessbros.biz. There's the links to any platform that you would like to to watch it on. Uh, and and honestly, take notes on what people are doing on their show. Everything from the types of questions that they ask to what are they saying at the beginning of the show? Uh, when are they inserting their contact information? Look at the people who are successful at what's already happening and model it. 
It's really, yeah. really that easy. That's what I said. So that, that's the secret of success in everything. And I've done that across almost all of my businesses, you know, going to someone who's doing what I want to do and then learning from them and not necessarily doing exactly the same, you know, obviously making, taking the points that I need to take, but it's been the quickest way to get successful on those areas. And you, j- just in terms of some of the services that you offer as well, um, if people are interested, so they can speak to you, obviously, but do you offer any, any help with the whole podcast setup and all those things? Absolutely. So uh, if if you're interested, you know, the best way to get a hold of me is going to be uh, to schedule an appointment with me. I do a 15 minute consultation with people all day long. So you can go to businessbros.biz slash Hernan, uh, H-E-R-N-A-N, and that'll open up the calendar for you to schedule a 15 minute call. And we can sit down and go over what it is that you want to accomplish. Because, uh, you know, some people are, are into, you know, hey, I want to I want to get into the insurance business. Well, great. Let's sit down and talk to that. Hey, I want to, you know, buy or sell my home. Great. Let me let's sit down and talk about that. Hey, I want to start a podcast. Great. Let's sit down and talk about that. Right. And there are a number of other things in that 15 minute call that uh, we can discover and figure that, you know, that's not going to be my strength, but let me refer you to somebody that I know is very strong in that area. And we can, we can sit down and do that as well. Yeah. And, and just to draw a line under this for people who are listening, because as we've been speaking for the last 40 minutes, I've had two inbound inquiries for um, business mentoring. I'm just looking because they pop up on my computer. Um, and each of those people has listened to the podcast. Don't know when, but you know, how's that? So that's in the space of Power. us talking, right? So, Power. so so the message, the message to everyone listening to this episode is if you haven't got a medium platform, if you haven't got a podcast and you really think, you know what, I can do this. I don't know how to do it yet, but I, I reckon I can do it. I have the intention, then you know what you need to do. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Get started. Um, and we've covered everything, I think. We've covered where to um, people can catch up with you, Hernan. So listen, mate, really appreciate you coming on the show. As I said, I wanted to partly return the favor because I enjoyed the experience so much. I'm now thinking that, you know, I need to um, dazzle my show up. If you, I do, I have actually taken the StreamYard concept that I went and we do actually do kind of videos and stuff like that. But um, I'm definitely going to take some of your tips on the pre and the post because I think that's um, it's world-class stuff. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks again for having me on your show. And there you have it. Another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show become even better. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you on your scale up journey. Now, perhaps you're thinking of growing and scaling your business. Perhaps now is the time. If that's you, then please check out suyb.global. That's where we have all of our programs, including the Growth Accelerator Partnership, the Maximize Value Partnership, all of our services, and of course, coaching and mentoring. Once again, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Until next time.